Thanks. Hi, Caitlin. That was so great. <laughs> We've gotten good at this after 32, 32 fucking episodes. This is our 33rd. Wow. Yeah. What? So many maxis, so many minis. Mm-hmm. And here we are, wrapping up the end of our first season. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows this, because we haven't really posted about it or anything. we decided it a few days ago. But we decided <laughs> to take a break, probably about a month. Yeah. So, we are going to say that this is our last episode of season one. Yep. And we are so excited that you have gone on this journey with us so far and we have some really great things in store for season two. They're just things that we want to spend a little bit more time planning before we release. Mm-hmm. And we also both have a lot of out-of-town time coming up. So we are going to be taking a brief pause. But that doesn't mean that we will be not working on Cryptid Queen stuff. Because part of what we're going to do during this month is get you fucking shirts. Yep. <laughs> At long last, it's going to happen. Our plan is to definitely come back by spooky season. So around October, the beginning of October. And then we'll do like a nice little countdown. And it's going to be great. Spooky, scary skeletons. (laughs) Sensors down your spine. (laughs) So how are you today, Alex? What's going on with you? I'm good. I'm exhausted. Did you have a fun weekend? I did. We went to my friend, our friend's Matt and Sam's wedding, and it was super cute. They had it in the mountains at this red barn, and all of my Denver friends were there. Both of them are from Chicago. Chicago. We Look were, at you go! <laughs> I've been around Chicagoans all weekend. This week we have Minnesota 4 Romania. And it's Cryptid Queens. And it's Cryptid Queens! <laughs> and we talk about cryptids, and we're queens. This week's our Minnesota, and so we have four short chapters about Romanian cryptids for you. Do you want to go first on our journey? Sure! I will go! Okay, so the first one I have for you today is called... The Beast of Naimt. Naimt. It's spelled N-E-A-M-T. So if anyone from Romania or who knows someone from Romania can tell me how to pronounce that, that'd be great. <laughs> Send us a comment. <laughs> so in the late spring of 2016 in a small village from Piatra Naimt, Romania, a mysterious animal started killing livestock. Pigs, dogs, goats, and chickens were all killed by the beast. The beast did not eat the livestock it killed, rather it lets its prey rot. On May 13th at night, five pigs were killed. The animal which killed them was extremely powerful as two of them were almost decapitated, one having its back laid separated from its body, and another sustained injuries in the front leg, and the last one had its skull cracked open. The owner, who was also a hunter, said, From my experience, As I've been a hunter for 30 years, I can tell you it's definitely not a feral dog nor a bear, because if it was a bear, he'd take the small piglet he'd kill with him to eat. Totally makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, The quote continues, The only logical explanation I can find is that either a lion, tiger, or leopard escaped from a zoo or a circus. It's definitely an exotic animal, not a native one. As I said, it can't be a feral dog, wolf, or bear. You can see that the wrought iron gate is broken beyond recognition, and I'm sure the beast broke it because that's where he got through. I'm willing to stock this whole area in order to kill it, because maybe tomorrow it will attack a child or a woman, and that will be a tragedy. The beast also attacked and killed goats in this area, so five pigs attacked in one night and not one of them got carried away. 
Again, day and night, I'll be on the prowl, and when I'll shoot the beast, I'll bring it to a laboratory for a DNA test. These hogs are big. The adults are about 200 pounds each, and the small ones about 100, so a big animal killed them. Wow. That guy had a lot to say, clearly. And, yeah, in a really brutal way, too. Like, that sounds gnarly. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they weren't eaten is pretty weird. Right? Like, you would think... Even cryptids gotta eat, right? <laughs> cryptids gotta eat. <laughs> cryptids gotta eat. <laughs> Everybody poops. <laughs> okay, so other villagers also reported seeing the beast. The sightings are inconsistent. One woman reported seeing a big dog-like animal. Some reported a pair of wolf-like animals. While three locals reported a big feline creature. Another sighting, this time from a man who was in his car, he reported seeing a creature who looked a bit like a giant marten. The tail was long, about two feet in length. The head was short but beefy. It had big claws, and he jumped around the road instead of running. All my life, I've seen all types of animals, badgers, wildcats, jackals, bears, foxes, and wolves. This animal was nothing like it. I found out that a marten is like a type of like weasel thing. Oh, a giant marten? Yeah. Like it, a giant weasel? It looks like a ferret. Weird! A little bigger. So a giant one of those. That would be fucked up. Yeah, but it doesn't look very menacing. It's actually quite cute. Yeah, if it's this big. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come outside and see one as big as your car? I don't think so. I would ride it like a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. That's why we're friends. <laughs> I'd ride it like Appa from Appa, yip, yip. Last Airbender. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> so another woman reported that about at 12 o'clock at night, she saw a big animal who looked a bit like a cat, but was much bigger, about the size of a calf. <laughs> it made a strange hissing noise. I was scared for my life, so I grabbed a pitchfork and tried to chase it away from my yard. It attacked me, knocking me to the ground. I thought this was going to be my end, but my dogs chased it off, and I got away with just a few bruises and cuts. If you look around my yard, you can see footprints, which are about the size of my hand. Sounds like a wolf. That sounds like a wolf, but, like, bigger. And cat-like. massive. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a mountain lion. Oh, yeah. But mountain lions usually eat it. Right. They don't just kill it. Sometimes they kill it and then bring their pups to it. Don't they, like, also injure it and then kind of wait for it to die? That sounds cat catish. Right. I feel like cats would do that. Yeah. Because cats are cats. (laughs) Yeah, because if a cat brings me a bird on my doorstep, like, it's usually still alive. Yeah, my mom's cat likes to decapitate um, lizards and move them in her bathroom. Ew, gross. So you'll find, like, the tail on one side and then the headless body on the other side, and she only eats the head. That's fucking brutal. That cat is named Sparta, though, so... (laughs) This is Sparta! (laughs) Just kicks the lizard's body into the bathtub like a huge hole. exactly. (laughs) So, okay, so back to this story. A farmer's wife also had an attack on her farm, and she described the ways that her goats were killed. She says the kids were decapitated and the full-grown goats had their stomachs cut open and every bit of blood drained from them. Ooh, chupacabra. Very chupa chupa chupa. (laughs) So samples were taken, though no results have ever been released, and keeping exotic animals illegally 
is, or at least was, a popular pastime among Romania's mafia bosses. <laughs> wow. Thus making people suspect that the pet lion or tiger of some mobster maybe had escaped, killing their livestock, and that the results of testing the samples haven't been released due to the mobster bribing the, the authorities, although that's not confirmed either. Hmm. So there's some pictures. There's, like, one really blurry picture of some massive fur behind bushes that someone's like, that's the thing. It has a tail. It does have a stripy tail. It does. It kind of looks I like don't know. Tigger. It kind of does mm-hmm. look like Tigger. Like, not a tiger, but it looks like Tigger. Like Tigger. So that could be... The Beast of Nimt. Does that paw... Right? You can't tell. I'm trying to see if that paw has, like... Oh, it's a little blurry. Yeah, I don't know what size paw that is, right? It doesn't really... That paw It looks almost like a raccoon paw, but yeah, bigger. it's kind of What if long. it's a giant raccoon? Oh, it has a stripy tail. Yeah, you're right. It, what if it's a giant raccoon? Well, I feel like it, it looks like a cat's paw print because it doesn't have um, the claws. Mm-hmm. Because... Canines can't extract or bring back their claws. Oh, so, they're just always out? Right. So if, if a dog, <gasps> like, steps in mud, you'll see the claws in that print. But if a cat does, you all you see is the little pads. Oh, cool. I didn't know this. Really? Yeah, I did not. Oh, well, there you go. That's cool. Yeah. So if I'm out in nature and I see paw prints with nails, it's probably somebody walking their dog or a coyote. Yep. Or a wolf. And if I see paw prints without nails, Run. then I should not <laughs> Run. let my dog walk on yeah. the ground. Well, yeah. Fuck. My dog is small. <laughs> Very small. My dog is absolutely wild animal bait, 100%. <laughs> she could definitely get picked up by like an eagle or some shit. I'd like to see them fucking try. I will beat up an eagle. I will murder an eagle. Uh, is that illegal in the United States of America? If they kill my dog, I do not care. I will go to jail for a thousand years. Are you kidding me? Not even a question. Fuck America. <laughs> Fuck America. Fuck your eagle. <laughs> Fuck your Oh my god, one time I was with Tila on the beach and this like group of seagulls came up to her. She was much she was much smaller. She was like maybe eight months old at this point. And she was, like, running around off-leash, and this, like, group of three seagulls swooped down on her, and they were, like, beaking, they were pecking at her with their beaks no. and, like, trying to figure out if she was a rat or what she fucking was. <laughs> and I picked up my chocolate and I just threw it at them. <laughs> and they all scattered. <laughs> Have you seen that vine of the guy going, like, what are those? To the little kid, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, these are my chocolates. <laughs> yes! <laughs> These are my chocolates. <laughs> so great. Oh, I miss five. Yeah, so I will chocolate an eagle if I have to to chocolate save my dog. That bitch. It's yeet or be yeeted out here. <laughs> Yeeted or chocolate. Pick your choice. Pick your choice. I'm either yeeting you or I'm chocolating you. <laughs> what is it's going on? Bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm drinking wine over here. They might I as well be because I am so tired. I can't even. See straight. Well, you look beautiful, even if you can't see straight. <laughs> well, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Thank you. Okay. All right. Do you want to do one? Do you want me to do the zmew? Yeah, do the zmew. Zmew. The zmew is a fantastic creature of Romanian folklore and Romanian mythology. 
sometimes compared to other fantastic creatures such as the Balor or the Valkolok. Ooh, good job. Thank you. The Zmu is nevertheless <laughs> distinct because it usually has clear anthropomorphic traits. It is humanoid and has legs, arms, the ability to create and use artifacts such as weapons on the desire to marry young women. Mm-hmm. In some stories, Zmu appears in the sky and spits fire. In other stories, it has a magical, precious stone on its head that shines like the sun. His third eye is wide open. <laughs> There's no calcium in that fucking third eye, bitch. <laughs> People are gonna think we're crazy. <laughs> well, he just doesn't drink tap water, that's why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he meditates with his chakras. And says love and light to everyone that he meets. And is a toxically positive person. But he probably has a jade egg up his butt, so that's... <laughs> That's fun. (laughs) Hey, PSA, don't put stuff up your butt that doesn't have a stopper. Butt plugs are shaped like that for a reason. You need a stopper. Because if you put a jade egg up your butt, I don't know this from personal (laughs) use. I've just heard horror stories. Don't put jade eggs up your butt unless you tie them to something. Yeah, I've seen some crazy x-rays. They need a tampon string to get out if you're going to put something. Anyway, have you seen have you seen the video of the chick that does strengthening of that muscle? Kegels? Kegels. <laughs> what about them? So there's this video of this chick that's just like on Venice Beach in California, and she has this like ten pound weight on a string coming out of her vagina, and she's like doing crazy Kegel reps with like a ten pound oh weight. <laughs> but why? To show off how strong her vagina is, I guess. I don't know. Girl, that is a home activity. (laughs) I will not at all shame anyone doing whatever they fucking want, as long as it's consensual and not harming others at home. Right, I feel like somehow that that is assault. (laughs) It's assault for me to witness you do that. Absolutely. I did not consent to witnessing that. (laughs) Anyways, back to Zmuse. Okay, so this Mew has a plethora of magical destructive powers at his disposal. He can fly, shapeshift, and has tremendous supernatural strength. This Mew figures prom- prominently in many Romanian folktales as the manifestation of the destructive forces of greed and selfishness. Often, this Mew steals something of great value, which only Fat Frumos, the Romanian Prince Charming, literally translates to handsome youth, can retrieve through his great selfish bravery. I like that. Yeah. I think that's cool. It's kind of like almost Baba cool. Yaga-y. Like you have the yeah. the tropes and the, the characters that play their part in every story. And Plus, Fat um, Frumos is a great name for a prince. Big dick energy. I mean, his name's Fat, yeah. <laughs> okay. For example, in the Ballad of the Night Grusiano, the Zmu steals the sun and the moon from the sky, thereby enshrouding all humanity in darkness. The sun and the moon. Not very cash money of you, Zmu. Cash money. Not very cash money of you. <laughs> In the story of Parsley the Brave and the Golden Apples. <laughs> we got the giggle. You're doing great, Alex. You're doing so good. Keep it going. The Zmu robs the king of the precious golden apples. In some versions of the Romanian story, the Zmu transforms into a bird or little dragon to steal the golden apples. A little dragon. A little pequeño. Usually, this Mew resides in the other world, 
I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Don't. And sometimes don't. <laughs> it's just disrespectful at this point. And sometimes Fat Frumos has to descend into his dark kingdom, implying that this Mew lives underground. Mm. Some English translations refer to Smew as the ogre or giant from Western Europe mythologies. Like the ogre. Get out my swamp! <laughs> vroom, vroom, get out me car! <laughs> Is that, does Shrek say that or did I combine them? Damn it. Get out me car! Get out me car! It's not get out me swamp! I must have seen that in a meme like 20 years no, ago. No, no, he, he definitely says... Get out he definitely says, my swamp! But he doesn't go get out He definitely out says me something swamp. like that. That part I transposed from the meme to the Shrek. God damn it! I'm in me mom's car. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Hey, everyone out there, can you tell we need a break? We're going nuts. <laughs> so, wow. Okay, so after Fat Frumos slays this Mew, he takes the maiden as his bride-to-be. Mm. Similarly, like the giant, in the, the giant in the popular British stories of Jack and the Beanstalk, this Mew returns home to his fortress from, from his raids into human land, sensing that a human, Fat Frumos, is lying in ambush somewhere nearby. As Mew is also sometimes pictured as a flame who goes in the room of a young girl or widow and once inside becomes a man and seduces her. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. You can't consent no, if, if you're shape-shifting. Thank you for doing this, Mew. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready for a very light-hearted one as we move into the fall season? Yes. Welcome, one and all, to the story of the Squashologer. The Squashologer. Wombology? <laughs> the study of Wombo? It's first grade, Spongebob. <laughs> okay. Okay, the Squashologer is a fearsome critter, which is said to be a special variety of squash. Yes, the vegetable. They grow oh, okay. just like any other squash on vines, only heaps larger. As heaps. Heaps. Heaps and mounds. As they ripen, their eyes and legs come out and their mouths open. And just before they're ready to walk, a piece of the vine turns into a tail and then they go away. (laughs) Their green color helps them hide in the underbrush. They stay around the place and live on bugs and insects. So, you see, they're a considerable help. (laughs) Because they eat all the bugs so they don't get your plants. It's literally like the wild haggish. It was the wild haggish. That's right. That's a little haggish. It's a little haggish. Not full hag, just haggish. <laughs> so there's a similar story oh, in a lot of Romanian mythology that it said a pumpkin or watermelon that doesn't rot within a month of its ripening will become a vampire. They love vampires in <laughs> Romania. Either growing a mouth and teeth or using its vine like a proboscis. So like oh, the vinyl touching things. go out and probe you and suck all your Ew. guts out. Ew. Yeah. Probe porn. And I'm going to read you a little, just going to leave you that nugget of, <laughs> of dialogue. <laughs> and moving and on. on. I'm going to read from The Squashologer from Yarns of the Big Woods, which is a really awesome little short fairy tale book from the Romanian area by Art Childs. It was from the 1920s, we think. This is what the book says about The Squashologer. 
Across the lake was a neat little cabin where an old-timer lived all the year round. He raised quite a crop of vegetables, which he sold to campers. The old guide took the tenderfoot over with him on a vegetable-buying trip. We'd like a couple of those fine squashes of yours. I notice lately they're coming along great, remarked the guide. The wrinkled old woodsman shook his head. Sorry, but they're gone. Those were the squashologer variety, you know. Oh, sure, nodded the guide. That's the whaling kind, ain't it? Yep, they grow just like other squash on vines, only heaps larger. And as they ripen, their eyes and legs come out and their mouths open. And just before they're ready to walk, a piece of the vine turns into a tail and presto, off they go. (laughs) Don't you ever get them? asked the tenderfoot. Nope. You see, their green color helps them hide in the underbrush. But I don't mind losing them because they stay around the place and live on bugs and insects. So you see, they're considerable help. They're a rare variety, though. It isn't often I raise any of them. So that's the story of the squashologer. Squashologer. <laughs> Squashology? <laughs> it's cute, right? I liked it. It is cute. Okay. <clears throat> I have one more. Yeah. So I'm doing the creature, the Urius. Um, also called the Jadovi. So, the Urias were the first people ever created, bitch. Mm. These giants were incomprehensible in size. Some of them had heads as big as mountains, and with a couple steps, they could reach any country they desired. Um, love that. Yeah. I want to be that. I know. I guess it would get kind of boring just walking around the earth in like five minutes, though. It'd be really hard to get... On the rail for a show. If you were that big. You could be the rail. <laughs> I'll just lay there. You, everybody can stand yeah. on top of me. They can play on my belly. <laughs> oh, that sounds delightful. This is real Gulliver's <laughs> Travels, but like, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of my neighbor Totoro. Yes! Um, in the Carpathian Mountains, Urias are often named Blagini, which means the kind ones, or Novaki, which means the powerful ones, as they could snatch a tree without any effort. So they lived in caves and thick woods, enjoyed talking, and respected the little humans, which they considered their successors. So the next owners of all of the rivers and the mountains and, and the plants and the trees and the animals and all the things. Oh, thanks, so, guys. Yeah. If the giants saw people plowing the land, they took them in their hands as little toys, smiled at them, and then put them back carefully. So they're just kind of like the typical friendly giant type of character. I love it. A crazy legend is that uh, of the famous agreement between the great Dacian king, Birbista, and all of the Jadovi from the mountains. So they were left to live in the mountains only if they promised to guard with their life the great Dacian gold treasures. Mm. So it is believed that in the deepest caves of the Carpathian Mountains, Uria's burial mounds contain massive hordes of riches and can be found on the eve of Christmas, Easter, or St. George's Day when magical fires burn above their graves. Okay. So basically, you remember in, in the last episode when I was talking about how there was the world was like this big ocean that God created? Mm-hmm. So this that I'm about to tell you about is the reason why that huge ocean exists. Basically, one day a terrible war ensued between the humans and the giants, um, and atrocious crimes were committed on each side. It was at that time that God decided to start over, flooding the world with primordial waters, okay, killing mostly everyone on Earth. What's crazy is that among the humans 
only Noah and his family survived on the Ark. That is so, super cool. Yeah, it's a crazy little twist. So their presence in Romania is well maintained by the multitude of places that were named after them, which is like the Jedi of the Jadovi Table, the Jadovi Cave, the hills or the tombs of Jadovi, and also there's Jadovina, which is actually a measuring unit consisting of several meters, the equivalent of a giant step. Oh my god, please yeah. let's measure things in giant steps. Yeah. So wherever you go, their memory is well-preserved, and you must not be surprised to hear that there are still many people who believe in Jadovi's existence. Hey, no, <laughs> but like... for listening. For real, seriously, like this... We started this in January, and we didn't know if anyone would even fucking listen to a single episode. And the response and warmth that we've received from all of you has been such an incredible, like, big hug in such a weird time in history. And mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you that listen to this. And um, we can't wait to share what we have in store for you. There's some spicy episodes coming up next season that we are already starting to plan. So yep. buckle in and get ready. And hold on to your butts, because your butts are gonna go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Not with JDEGS, though. Not with JDEGS. <laughs> PSA. PSA. <laughs> yeah, we're just happy that, you know, there's people on this earth that think we're funny. And that like cryptids <laughs> as much as we do. <laughs> well, stay tuned for next season. I will definitely be continuing to post on our social medias. I hope that everyone out there has a spooky week that's not too spooky, but just spooky enough. And... What was my line? <laughs> you know your fucking line, bitch. Keep those eyes peeled, queens. And we'll see you in a month. We'll see you in a month. Okay, bye. Keep on. <laughs>